Welcome to Aquarian Anarchy. Hi, I'm your host, Marcus Pulis, and you'll see Nico, who appears to be slightly frozen at the moment. <laughs> he might have to jump out and come right. Oh, there he is. <laughs> you looked frozen to me, brother. And, uh, and you'll see my co-host, Nico, beside me. Unfortunately, Chad will not be able to make it tonight. He is still uh, tackling some business work on Wednesday nights, and hopefully he will turn next week. Uh, Got to get that money. Speaking of money, make sure you like, share, and hit that uh, bell icon, and definitely go hit the store. We have a bunch of really nice uh, t-shirts. We have a lot of nice uh background drops. We've got all kinds of posters and craziness in there uh, based on libertarian slash anarchist ideas and go check that out. Um, also uh, follow us on Patreon for $5. You can uh, possibly, or you can be put into the, uh, the chat in telegram. And, uh, that's a really good place to learn a bunch of information. We share a lot of private stuff there and, um, and we've also become quite good friends. And you, uh, last week you saw, um, Hotep Daryl came on here and he's one of our, uh, people that, um, are in our, uh, chat and he got to join and talk and, and, uh, experience what it is to be on one of these podcasts. And, um, so, uh, definitely go out, check all that out tonight. We have a special guest. Um, uh, this guy I've known for probably going on two years, at least a year. And, um, we run in very similar circles. Um, he worked for Dan Berman and, uh, Nicholas Wildstar and a lot of, uh, libertarian activists. He helped us to get, um, Daryl, uh, Daryl Cotton on here, um, a few months ago. And that was a hell of a conversation. Um, and, uh, Michael has, uh, done his own work too. Not only does he do stuff behind scenes, which I personally, from my experience working for, um, for Adam is very important. People don't know that a lot of the hard work is actually done by staffers. Um, the, the candidates job is to show up and look pretty. Our jobs <laughs> to make sure that he shows up and looks pretty. And, um, so I, I think that that by itself, um, should be showcased a little bit more, but um, Michael's also a activist in his own right and has a lot of information that he'd like to share with on our audience. Michael, just to kind of prepare you, not only are our um, our is our audience uh, largely anarchists and libertarians, but we also have a pretty huge um, influx of black conservatives, also called Hoteps, um, that uh, that pay attention to our channel as well. Um, so just so you are aware, you are um, likely going to kind of have a mixed bag of. Uh, of people that are going to receive this content. I want to welcome you. Thank you for coming on. And uh, I'll let you take the introduction from there and talk a little bit more about what you want to talk about tonight. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for having me. And alternative podcasts, alternative media, it's so important. This is really the only way I see us giving uh, getting a chance to get the truth out there and to drive towards unity and unity can be achieved. Uh, don't start. None won't be none. That is unity. Um, and, and, and so forth. For sure. So, you know, I, I, I thank you. So, um, 
And, and really, you know, people need to try a little bit more. You need, um, you know, to work behind the scenes and help candidates run and working with Maj up in Philly, you know, as, as well. And you just got to get out there and try. And if people, you know, their haters are going to hate, you know, Cat Williams. So with, with, with that being said, we're, we're here to For talk. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. We're here to talk about Hempgate. Okay, Kentucky Hempgate, uh, and there is an Ohio Hempgate as well, and that has to deal with land uh, deals and so forth. So, uh, leave it up to the government; they're going to have multiple gates involved in in different states. So, um, I'm trying to bring the, the sure. story. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm trying to bring the story of uh, Kings Royal Biotech, and just really. Um, let people know what's going on in the state of Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky is known as one of the most corrupt states in the union, but everybody tries to, you know, outdo that badge, Michigan, etc. But <laughs> with these midterms coming up, we got uh, Ryan Quarles, who is the secretary of uh, Kentucky Department of Agriculture, KDA. And his uh, public comment was, "I'll do any business except Keith Taylor." So let, let's let's talk about what Hempgate really is. Uh, a California resident who was a uh, co-founder of California's finest, being outdoor grow cannabis cigarettes. And so this guy know, knows how to grow, mm -hmm. and uh, you can grow cannabis um, equal stem and hemp equal stalk, and that's to me the fastest way to to tell the story of um, the two different plants. And CBD concentration in hemp is between one to five percent, but in cannabis it's it's five to twenty five percent. So if you're a businessman, you're going to try to grow mm -hmm. more cannabis outside to get the concentrate Damn so you don't have to grow that much acreage of hemp. Mm -hmm. So that's the first science, uh, you know, um, right. lesson. Well, or for just, yeah, exactly. And um, then hemp can't grow uh, closer than five miles to cannabis because of cross-pollination and it seeds out cannabis so right. you gotta know when you're planning stuff and um key taylor was the first mm. from murray state kentucky that is the university that uh gave him the 2300 acres 2300 acres of industrial hemp grow in 2018 so this was under the 2014 farm bill and USDA finally said, we're ready to go ahead and go to an industrial grow. And it's just uh, acreage. Now, keep that number in mind that the state of Montana had today is the largest in the union with 23,000 acres of hemp growing up in Montana. Okay. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're only talking three years and 10, tenfold, right? And again, Kentucky, mm -hmm. you know, is not the leader and they wanted to be the leader. So the Ryan Quarles, the Mitch McConnell's, the Jamie Coomer's. So these names, you know, are the politicians involved. Mm -hmm. So uh, Keith got brought into uh, Kentucky and he paid four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for two strained um, 
is of hemp, Fibernova and Elecapania, which are Italian names because Marco Polo brought hemp from China through Italy. And so a lot of the high grade hemp seeds are Italian. And then Canada got involved because they were quicker, you know, and they didn't have the same bureaucracy as the pay to play and the, and the black. How sad is that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Canada's got us beat. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's, it's just amazing. eh? So, uh, you know, with, with, with that, um, so, he was going to get pharmaceutical grade CBD isolate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 99.2 and above the really crystallized white looking. Yes. That cures cancer and mm-hmm. the pharma doesn't want to hear that. And, and of so, course not. so we're, and we're I dealing. Wanna, I want to pause right there because people, don't understand like um there's so many people that don't understand the the actual like science behind the the study of cannabis and the use of cannabis what you just said will blow a lot of people's minds that just don't understand they don't understand that just because you're smoking on a little weed in your basement doesn't mean that you're suddenly never going to get cancer that it, it does take some pure um purification of the plant in order to get the the correct chemicals out that do the things that you want it to do now in in a unregulated market if we were dealing with real capitalism or a real free market what we'd be we would be dealing with is competing uh we would be dealing with people um racing to market uh, how can i get the best strain of this kind of CBD or this kind of THC or this kind of whatever kind of cannabinoid they're talking about, um, we'd be watching them race. Instead, we're watching governments try to find whether you're talking about state government or you're talking about countries like Canada, the United States, um, that are are, um, trying to lock it down and make make it easier access for big pharma to not get competitive competition so the big pharma and other large industries can monopolize it. And then you don't wind up with your choice. So I just wanted to kind of add that in there to put a little bit of nuance on what you're talking about when you're talking about the different strains and the purity levels. Excellent. Thank you. And in monopoly is the key word that we're seeing here. And there is a hemp round table in Louisville, Kentucky, that uh, Kings Royal Biotech was asked to join and said no. And a lot of industries, lighting, coffee, they're cartels mm-hmm. out there, folks. Okay. Sure. And it's, it's, uh, do you know when hemp was like, officially legalized to start growing and picking up in mass production because it was illegal for some time right it was illegal due to uh it actually messing up like the paper industries way back yonder and over time that nature um so when did the production and the allowance um factor in with him are you talking specifically in kentucky uh, yeah, we can do Kentucky. Well, USDA and the national is that 2014 farm bill. Okay. So we start off with that. Now, hemp was uh, grown with um, 
George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. Right. And he, here, here's the thing with hemp, it's a 90 to 120 day growth cycle and it's nine to 15 feet tall. Okay. Yeah. And it's those stalks because that's where the Mariner rope comes from is the textile industry. Okay. What we're seeing in Oregon, they're not hemp. They're growing outdoor cannabis for the CD, CBD level. So just with that being said, we got 2014 was the farm bill. But again, when government gets involved, then Murray State and politicians started jockeying. Well, we want Kentucky to be the leader. Mitch McConnell and his transportation um, department of transportation wife got, is is part of the story. So um, just keep that aware of um, hemp in an, on an industrial scale is, is going towards the textiles and to the medicine and the paper like you brought up toilet paper is is one of the best things that it, but it's the growth cycle. So with that, um, he partnered with China and China is one of the largest producers of hemp in the world. Okay. And they have the, uh, hydrochloric acid approach of CBD extraction versus the ethanol or the CO2. So it's this technology that Keith Taylor brought in from from China and Chinese investors, Chinese business partners to western rural Kentucky. Um, and then he was uh, to build a processing plant because you grow it, you can strike it down and then you got to blow it down and bottle it and and so forth. And they did a groundbreaking, but a problem started coming. And um, the problems were the funding wasn't coming in from the Chinese investors and plans got uh, changed and um, change orders, et cetera. Oh, we're going to grow this. Don't worry. Don't worry. Now, um, vertical wellness, uh, three counties over in Trigg County uh, in October of 2018 uh, built a processing plant. So you had one processing plant break ground in, in March and never open up, but another one opens up two counties away. Come on now. Right. So that's starting to show the good old boy, the cornbread mafia, the the Kentucky corruption politics. Right. So, Paying hands so that, that your their store gets opened and not Keith's. Exactly. And they had a plan. So they brought the grower in. They brought the stoner in. They brought the guy that they thought they could manipulate, bribe, and intimidate. So um, he had in August, so things get, uh, the seeds get planted in May, and the groundbreaking didn't happen. He was started making noise about that. What's going on? What's going on? And then August, the report was 6,842 bales are in the field. So that was an account from one of his employees, and that equals roughly 27 million pounds of hemp. Okay, so these numbers. Imagine the weed. <laughs> if, if it was, if, if it wasn't hemp and it was cannabis. Woo! Well, well here we go. <laughs> okay, so again, there's 2,300 acres, but you don't grow them all in a square. Life doesn't right. work out that way. So there's five farmers in five uh, in multiple plots. So KDA, Kentucky Department of Agriculture, is supposed to go out and test 
and see the planning, see when it's knee high, see mm-hmm. when it's armpit high, etc. They didn't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was their failure as uh, the leading the country. And that's why KDA and Keith Taylor started going at it because they weren't doing the regulatory things that he knew needed to get done. And he didn't want to get in trouble. Now, keep in mind, hemp, there was arguments on saying hemp is a schedule one. It's on uh, DEA's list. No, it's not. So you can't import CBD from China because it's it's regulated. So we can't get answers from our government because of the cartel and because of hands, uh, you know, washing hands or a favor for a favor. Okay. Right. So um, Keith Taylor was like, okay, um, what's going on with the 6,841 bells? And, there's not that. No, we only have 318 bills. What? Hmm. Yeah, we're... S- yeah, exactly. So that was the theft of that much product. And Keith isn't a farmer. He was he was flying around to Estonia and, and he was preparing to to move the product once the product He's a was man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the textiles, the CBD, the paper and and so forth. So then uh, in December, um, Keith files a AAA demand uh, through arbitration, and we—that's the first email coming from uh, the Rothschild Group on K Street in Washington D.C., known as um, Hemp Problem, Western Kentucky. Okay, so anytime you have a lobbyist contact. Senator McConnell's aide and say, these are the two reasons you're not checking on the product and um, there's no inspection. What's going on here? You guys are on notice. So that happened in December of, of 2018 where so I want to pause real quick. So yeah. does it appear, cause this is what it sounds like to me. It sounds like the government planned on kind of sidelining the, uh, the, the plan anyway, they had set it. It sounds like to me that they set it up to where it was going to not uh, be in compliance by manipulating it and putting it in the hands of people that did not, that didn't know what they're doing instead of people that did know what they're doing. Am I about, about on where, where you're at? It, it, close. It's it's the trickery because here mm-hmm. comes the aha part from that December to January 2019. Guys, it wasn't all hemp that was grown. Shocker. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> cannabis was grown on certain plots and hemp was grown on other plots. So it's all the, cannabis now. Well, the claim and claim and evidence is what we're presenting here. So that's the claim. And then the evidence in January 19th in Pawhuska County, Oklahoma, uh, one tractor trailer got stopped on Osage Nation. And um, they were escorted by Patriot Shield. Now, guys, tell me the last time you were on a hemp run uh, escorting with armed guards. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We might have been armed. (laughs) All been documented by Channel Six News. Okay. So then photographs were taken. Wait a second. You boys in Kentucky are using super sacks. Super sacks are an industrial um, um, 
poly or fiberglass and, and uh, a way to move biomass. And it was done in California. Keith brought the super sacks into Kentucky because he wanted his, his products to be properly uh, handled. So he recognized the super sacks were in Pahuska, Oklahoma at that time. Okay. Mm -hmm. In January of 2019. So then he started contacting, he started whistleblowing and, and he says they are growing cannabis, not hemp. And they're masking it with the transportation of hemp. So the manifest will read hemp. But you have so many packages of hemp and then so many bundles of cannabis. And it recently in the news, okay, we're talking 2021, there was a G6 stopped and the manifest was hemp and they had it cannabis. So this masking of Department of Transportation occurred. Mitch McConnell has the federal omnibus bill. Stating that there are no federal resources allowed to interdict and interfere with hemp transportation. So wait a second. You got a Kentucky senator wrote a bill saying, nah, 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 you can't touch. You know, if it's got a hemp uh, manifest, you can't you can't check it. And lo and behold. So five out of 12 of the samples came back cannabis. Okay. And we have the DEA, you know, test results. Okay. And, and, and so forth. So Keith Taylor started uh, whistleblow. Okay. This is a classic whistleblow. You got somebody in the inside observing lights, everybody up DEA, FBI, USDA. So as uh, the months, you know, and he's been sued. He was suing. There were several, uh, there was about four civil cases in Western Kentucky. Okay. And, um, but then they started getting aggressive because he was a whistleblower. Uh, the night of uh, the Kentucky Derby, somebody broke into his hotel room, tried to do a hit. The hardest thing to get is a paper trail, is a police report. He wasn't able to get a police report from the hotel and and so forth. So that was hit one, attempt one. And then working with other lawyers later on and um, after the derby, he went back into Kentucky and there was another guy that uh, met him outside of a lawyer's office. And as you know, Kentucky, or you don't know, Kentucky is a constitution carry state. So his sidearm was unbuckled, okay, and, mm-hmm. and so forth. And he knew something was off, so he jumped in the car and, and hightailed out of there. But he knew that was hit, too. Then he started getting texts, you better shut up, boy. Um, you know, you're going to get a Kentucky caning. Uh, we poisoned your pool, you know, all the way out in California. Can I get an elaboration on a Kentucky caning right quick? Okay. Um, <laughs> just like Singapore, they, they whip you with a cane. Uh-huh. Okay, for punishment. Right. Well, in Kentucky, a Kentucky caning, it's not for punishment; it's for death. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah, That's it's the big shit right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I want to take a moment and and because the, I like to find some silver linings and um, it, all of this is awful shit and and that's just just the way it is, but. Um, what we can do with the information that you're giving us is when uh, people are t- beyond the fact that, that, that uh, taking direct action and those kinds of ideas um, to help and, and putting on podcasts like we have tonight and those kind of things. But um, 
beyond that, this also gives a case in point. What you've described, if you took cannabis out of the equation and put alcohol in from the 20s, this could have been a story that um, would have been, you know, pre right before the um, prohibition. You know, you have the, the the tightening of because it's kind of opposite because it's a loosening now. But you have the, the at that time you had the tightening of restrictions by the government on alcohol starting to form a uh, a mafia. Um, you know, we would call them government, but they, <laughs> but, but they are mafia from what, uh, like talking about, like from New York or Chicago or those kinds of areas. Um, and so the, these kinds of stories show you ex in, in detail, you just described exactly what happened during the, the, the 1920s and 1930s with um, prohibition with, with alcohol. You just showed how they did these kinds of things with cannabis. Again, this is, people need to understand because they, they constantly see us uh, uh, as anarchists and libertarians looking at, um, at government always as this negative thing and saying, you're just, you're just blowing it out of proportion. No, directly in what you're talking about, government has empowered people to act like a mafia through their actions directly. And, um, and that is what happens. So we can use this as a case in point to how many millions of libertarians across the country are saying there is a direct comparison between what is has happened with cannabis and the influx of crime and those kinds of things around that and the prohibition with alcohol. So I want to point out to people that this is a proof. This is, it, sure, it's circumstantial and it is just one item, but it definitely is starting to make a case that is not you know, just some wacky anarchist screaming in the woods. You can, I'm sorry. I just wanted to add that for our audience. No, no. Well, well put. And uh, yes. So with, with uh, Keith Taylor trying to get the, the results uh, in June uh, from the January uh, traffic stop, that's my stuff. Let me test it. Strains, strains, strains. Okay. Uh, the goons of KDA are Kentucky State Police. So Kentucky State Police and, and Oklahoma said, you got to get a police report for your stolen crop before we'll allow you to get it tested. So Keith was trying all the way, you know, since September, trying to get a police report. But Kentucky State Police says, um, no, and we got an arrest warrant for you. Turn yourself in. So, this is with uh, Kentucky KRS uh, 524.040, intimidating a participant during a legal procedure was the charge. Keith Taylor got picked up at his house in, on July 11, 2019 by U.S. Marshals with machine guns, pulled him out uh, over the loudspeaker. Okay, so now I'm talking to you about intimidation and retaliation of the whistleblower. So he's already said, hey, these guys are growing cannabis and they're masquerading it with hemp. Uh, that's my statement from the f my, my lab work and my field work. Okay, 
Second thing, oh, here's the the traffic stop in Oklahoma. Here's the evidence. Test it. Okay. Wait, you're making too much noise. We want you to go away. You didn't you know, didn't do what you said you were going to do and let's just make your life a living hell. So then the warrant did not show up until August, uh, excuse me, until July 19th, 8 8 days later. So we have an open FOIA request with the U.S. Marshals to see this. We still don't know from the uh, the arrest records, the grand jury, what was the threat. Now, let me explain how corrupt Kentucky is. Do we? Um, uh, Daniel Cameron is the Attorney General of Kentucky right now. He is running for Senate to take Mitch McConnell's seat. He did go to college on the the scholarship. Mm -hmm. He was a partner of Frost Brown Todd. That is the organization law firm of the Hemp Roundtable. Okay. Hmm. So um, Daniel Cameron had 87 Black Lives Matters protests on his lawn July uh, 15, 2020 um, in in regards to the Breonna Taylor uh, crime. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, guess what? All 87 of them got charged with. You got it. Intimidating a participant during a legal procedure. This is known as a shut up charge or, or go away charge. It's being used in Kentucky all the time. Now, two days later, 87 of those, uh, uh, individuals, the charge got dropped still to this day. That charge sits on Keith Taylor's head. Okay. So there's charges. Now we're showing, you know, the manipulation of state government. Of course. Using federal assets and federal agents to do their bidding. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Keith Taylor was in the hole. Okay. Uh, From July 11th all the way to December 12th. Never got extradited to Kentucky. And never had a trial. He, he fought extradition because he was going to get killed. Okay. He was lucky he didn't get killed in L.A. County. We're seeing how dangerous prisons and detention centers are. Sure. Okay. So he knew better. And, and Key Taylor is, uh, was a special force uh, Marine and also a Stanford graduate uh, at uh, economics. And, but he's, he's really got a foul mouth. He, he cussed like a sailor and, sure. and so forth. <laughs> we like that. We like that. Well, uh, <laughs> it, to the point it's borderline Tourette's working with him for 14 <laughs> months. But that's the thing is they thought they could control this wild child. Okay. And they thought that they could use his money and skirt and use him as the fall guy. If they ever got caught with growing cannabis on this large outdoor scale, because he was growing, you know, California's finest in, in back in the day. Okay. So mm-hmm. they're playing chess with this guy's life. Okay. Right. But they didn't as realize they as they do. Well put. <laughs> so he got out in December and uh, I'm an, a cannabis uh, advocate. I'm a caregiver in the state of Maryland. I have patients. It's all about education and information, you know, getting people the medicine. And mm-hmm. I, I live an 840 life versus a 420 life. And that's just low key, mature. At 840, I spark off versus 420. That's just how I roll. Okay. Right. So 
um, with that being said, I met up with with Keith in, in January through uh, a videographer who was trying to help him out all the way since the arrest because the videographer was there. How chilling is this? When you have U.S. Marshals say, we know who you are. We know who she is. We don't know who you are. Okay? <laughs> so, crazy. yeah. That's okay? crazy. <laughs> and... Texas 32, Colin Allred. Okay, come on, Texas, because the videographers from Texas just today we got our push off letter or blow off letter from right. his office. Okay, saying that we've talked to DOJ and we're um, working with them and we'll keep you abreast. But uh, the videographer wrote, say, tell me exactly who, name, title that is. Right, Nothing. given an identity, right? Exactly. So th- just know this story here is going to be repeating itself over and over again. Because now um, I would like to kind of go into the Mofo Proto because we're trying to set this up as a documentary. Because uh-huh. this is cray cray beyond. Yeah, okay. Before, before you go to the uh, documentary, how big is this? Like touching the news and like the media outlets in Kentucky, uh-huh. and then where? Why haven't I seen anything like this, like, in Twitter blowing up? Okay. Good question. Well, media is bias, beyond bias, and and that's why we're at your door uh, tonight, okay? Mm -hmm. Two, um, if if you got Mitch McConnell, I mean, come on now. Right. They're grazing the right hands. Yeah. uh, Have you sought out any, um, not that I think that it's definitely going to do that, but when you say Kentucky, my brain says the only congressman that is worth a shit in Congress is a, is a Kentucky congressman. Have you, uh, have you had any conversations with Thomas Massey about all of this? His office has been uh, received what is known to all congressmen, and it's this letter that was written for uh, Colin Allred, okay? Mm -hmm. But then everybody in California got it. Mm -hmm. Everybody in New York got it. Everybody in Kentucky got it. And their response is, we can't, by ethics, we can't talk about this. You need to go see a lawyer. So it's a blow-off, okay? And even Thomas Massey is blowing you off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Just for those, okay. Just I want to be clear. I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in any of this. Any of this bullshit. I don't believe in. uh, I I helped Adam because he was trying to take down the federal government. (laughs) So I'm an anarchist. That that's where I play in this. But out of all of those tools of the mafia that are out there, Thomas Massey is the best that I've seen that is currently in the mafia. I would say that Ron Paul was slightly better than Massey is, but only slightly. And uh, but what what um, Michael is just put before you is the best, the best of the national representatives in Kentucky and frankly in the country blew him off over a supposed libertarian subject. The cannabis is supposed to be a libertarian thing. We're supposed to have pushed that forward and all that stuff. Sure, there's leftists that buy it too, but they also elected Joe Biden. So I don't believe in any of that electoral politics bullshit, but the guy who is supposed to be the most on our side of everybody in there blew him off. And I I, want to see people 
maybe give him a call, <laughs> maybe say something. If you're in Kentucky, right. you might want to, to contact Thomas Massey and say, why did you blow off? You can bet your ass that tomorrow <laughs> when I'm posting this, he will be tagged in this and on Twitter. And I will ask directly, why did you blow off a libertarian topic about cannabis as a business when there is obvious corruption? I'm going to say something along those lines. So reach out people, do what you can, put pressure. It's not like I think they're going to make anything of it, but if anybody is going to touch this on a political level that can actually do anything to bring any attention to it, it would be Thomas Massey and you better get out there and start trying to get him to look at it. Well, I think Thank due you. to the situation that has recently occurred, um, and I mean, Black America is making a big hoo-ha out of this, but uh, Shakara mm -hmm. and it, weed being a problem in the first place, right. we, we all can agree here that weed's not that bad. Right. So for somebody of such high stature and then for all this shit to go down just over weed is a problem <laughs> like is a legit right. problem right we're not and, talking about cocaine no not at all we're, we're talking about a simple plant that can have various building properties not just weed hemp hemp is one of the strongest materials we have on this planet and the most diverse versatile um materials on this planet going to the sturdiest table to some of the most comfortable clothes that you could possibly wear in your body. So on top of that, then we have another plant that's called weed and it extracts THC and cannabis or CBD from it. And both of those are have healing effects. It expands your mind. You can go crazy if you smoke too much of it and have no, uh, what is it? Um, discretion on your, your uh, smoking habits. But prior to, or, Besides that, I must be nuts. <laughs> besides that, all of this pressure and unnecessary bullshit and who to ha and how to who over plants is a problem. It's a serious problem. It's not it also, as big. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it also begs the question it, because it isn't that, why are they trying to hold it away? That's a that's the key problem. That's the key question is. Since it's not that bad, it's 2021, guys. We know practically every other everybody or everybody's other neighbor smokes weed. Like it's not a closet drug anymore, supposed drug, plant, whatever it is. Why is this being so why is it being dismissed? It's a simple product. It's a simple solution that can fix a lot of things, but there's a lot of pushback and it's unnecessary pushback. If I if I could say two phrases, okay, and really kind of get these out there, cannabis is policing for profit. That's the big brouhaha. That is You're your right. one of your whys, okay? And with the Olympics and so forth and so forth, it, it's it's saying you broke the rules, so therefore you will be punished. It's and not about the plant. It's the control of the players. Right. I want to have control over you. Mm -hmm. So that's policing for profit. And sure. And, and I want to point to, to your point, uh, Michael, I want to point out that, um, that the, to go back to the beginning of this conversation, they set it up to fail. 
They set it up to where it would not be pure. They knew that going into it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then the um, uh, uh, power protecting power. That is a phrase that is going out um, over out in California with recall Newsom and them adding the five-year tax returns, the hundred signatures, the all uh, pushing up the election date. We are seeing power protecting power right. and with the Olympics games and, and so forth. And, and so it's not about it, the weed. It's about the incarceration. It's about the lawyers. And if we do that true in expose, investigate, audit, that is the scariest word you can say to KDA, Kentucky Department of Agriculture. We're going to audit your books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can uh, Kentucky State Police, we're going to audit, you know, because um, I did make contact with them. Well, I'll kind of go over the, um, the push, okay. Uh, but those are the, that's why, okay, in my opinion, IMO, okay, it's it's policing for profit and it's power protecting power. That needs to be put on the t-shirts and mm -hmm. in, in, um, you got um, marijuana um, policy project, uh, normal and um, drug policy alliance, you know, put all three of those guys, lobbyists. Okay, mm -hmm. together. I've contacted all of them, tried to work with them, always get blown off because they're lobbyists and mm -hmm. their job is to lobby. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of ting them. But again, Rand, Rand Paul wrote a congratulatory letter to the guy that said Keith Taylor threatened him being executive judge uh, Greg Terry in Carlisle, Kentucky. So, uh, sorry, folks, you know, Rand Paul, you know, we, I could show you the letter and so forth. So if you want to knock on somebody else's door in, in Kentucky and also understand Jamie Coomer is in West Kentucky. So he's the one, the house member. Cause there, when you call up, are you a constituent? What district are you in? That is the fastest way they can shut you down. Okay. They dig for that information first to not even talk to you. OK, mm -hmm. so Jamie Coomer, you know, is like, wait a second, we got emails with him. So those are the two things is policing for profit. And Texas is the biggest example of this, where the prison population is slave labor. Audit Texas. Come on sure. now, folks. You said it was 2021. You know, let's just crack open the books and look at the denim, the mops, the chemicals that are made in prison at slave labor. OK, mm -hmm. so. Let's that that's the real audit that needs to take place. You got to take the money out of the criminalization of it and let, you know, let people go to market with it. Right. Oh. And, and they see that happening. And that's why um, the, they're what they're doing is they're monopolizing it. You know, when you talked about the Rothschilds earlier and the, those sort, if you will, uh, the Rockefellers and all of them, you know, th that's what they do. Um, you know, George Soros, when he does something, what he typically does is he tries to take over an entire sector. And when, when he takes over the sector, he has the ability to take it down. And, um, and one of the things, you know, there are, uh, you know, Nico talked about, you talked about, I've talked about that cannabis has a bunch of very positive, um, 
things that can happen to the human psyche, to the human body, to all of those things. That plan is, it's not perfect for everything, but it is a very good plant. But you start messing with that, uh, that gene and you start messing with the plan itself um, through whatever these major corporations would do. The first thing they're going to think of is we all know that cannabis is not addictive. It's not an, a, a physically addictive substance. One of the first things they're going to do, you can look at cigarettes and see that yes, tobacco is um, like 10th most addictive or something like that. But cigarettes are number one and the which beats heroin. And the reason is because they add um, a bunch of chemicals to uh, your pack of cigarettes to make it addictive. And that's among other things that they do. So if they monopolize cannabis, whether it's in Kentucky or somewhere else, um, what they can do is they can then control it. They can turn a medicine into a disease. They can turn it into something that hurts you. Then instead of curing cancer, it might cause more cancer. And again, I will point out to people that think that if they're smoking a joint, they're curing their cancer, they're retarded. They are not. <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of the day, we are talking about um, adjust because that's what government does. It monopolizes. That is all it does. And, um, other than kill people, it does that pretty well too, but it, it, it's good at doing it. It monopolizes killing people too. Um, but what they're trying to do, in my opinion, with a lot of this information and a lot of what they're doing is they're trying to get it to where they have complete control over it. And so uh, that these major corporations, that when you look behind them, take a step back and look at who's controlling the corporations. If it is somebody like George Soros, or if it's somebody like, like a Rockefeller, or if it's somebody like Bill Gates or any of these, these evil fucking people, then you need to be aware that they are using the, the, the popularity of cannabis to find a way to further enslave the population or pop possibly kill them. And so we need to, to stop these things from becoming monopoly. I don't want to, to have to go buy my, uh, my weed down at the gas station. I want to be able to grow it in my goddamn garden. I was about to say, cut the middleman, grow your own shit. That's how you get, take care of everything. <laughs> to be honest, it's sorry. It's, uh, had to go on a rant. No, no, you, you, you made a great point about the monopoly. I, I, people really investigate cartel because mm -hmm. cartel is when you have three, uh, branches of government involved and look at this case so we got the courts tying up the guy we got the popo uh beating him, you know threatening him and getting him arrested and throwing a a, a chump charge on him mm -hmm. we got the legislators going first of all not doing anything okay coomer or they create a bill the ominous bill to truck hemp and not have interdiction Okay, mm -hmm. so that's a cartel. That's monopoly. Right. Okay, and and then grow your own. I'm very familiar with the DC scene, I-71, and DC Grow, and everybody grows their own medicine. And um, you know that's the way life should be. So I'm a sure. huge. Um, and it's it's when people turn the the vacant houses into grow houses, and they see the money and and so forth. But so that's. You know, the California 215 versus Prop 64 argument or debate mm -hmm. and so forth. So, 
you can grow your own stuff and grow some of the best stuff and take care of, of your medicine. It's, it's the fear. Again, it's power protecting power. It's the policing for profit to when they start snatching people up and start r- doing raids. You know, I don't feel safe growing my stuff anymore. Well, yeah, so you don't, it's you don't war. Feel safe because it's, you use the word medicine and big pharma don't like you using their copywritten words. So they're <laughs> most definitely going to come and fuck with you. <laughs> like that's just it that's all but if all of america and not just america everybody else in the world were to start growing their own poisons if you will if they sat down and distilled their own liquor and all that other shit it wouldn't be as bad as a world we really like portray it to be like it's really not that bad granted we're in a world where tyrannical government rules over everything. And so therefore, like, we don't own a lot of the shit that we really thought we owned. So growing your own shit is a problem, but it's not a problem when you don't call it medicine. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And let's just talk about the medicine names in this story. GW Pharmaceuticals was in talks with Keith Taylor. GW Pharmaceuticals produced the first CBD pill. Okay. Hmm. Oh, what's that? $7.2 $7.2 billion between friends. And, and believe me, the name is Jizz Pharmaceuticals, bought <laughs> GW Pharmaceuticals. Okay. So Big Pharma's already knows right. what's going on in Kentucky. And you can look at the trades and, and let's talk about money laundering. What happens is when a legal settlement, it's tax free money, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you sue Bob, and Bob pays you a settlement, you don't have to pay tax on that settlement. So let's look at Shavi Siege, Jen Khanna, this cartel that's going on. They sue one another, and then they get payouts. So the lawyers are making money. Courts are making money. Okay, that's the cartel, and you can look it up. All this stuff is out there, okay? But Jen Khanna down below, too. Yeah. So Gen Con is a big one. And they got a restructuring of $750 million. I know, you know, that's going to bring spark great joy, right? $750 million to reorganize. So come on now. I mean, we're, we're looking for leaders or we're just looking for conscious individuals to say, come on now, audit. And the audits will say, you know, where did this $750 million really go, Gen Cana? And then, you know, the Can- Canadian American and all these stocks, uh, it's pump and dump and, and so forth because they're suing one another just to pay each other off. And then there's the black wall. That's where lawyers don't sue judges. So we got, you know, uh, some bad judges uh, in this story and some other stories. So if I uh, move, move into... You know, the rundown. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So in April of uh, 2020, you know, we um, started knocking at uh, at Louisville FBI, um, Kentucky State Police, and JCC, Judicial Council Commission. So we were trying to work with the uh, executive and the judicial side. And um, they said, with Kentucky State Police said he's got an open charge. Uh, tell him to have his day in court. We're not doing anything. Okay. And that came from internal affairs. 
And they just wanted him back and they wanted to intimidate him. Come back. Okay. JCC three times. They said, take no action. So we have judicial, you know, we're calling out the judge. Wait a second. Why did you take the company away from Key Taylor? Why did you have four different numbers of bails? Why did you uh, put a conservator or custodian involved? Keith Taylor had two custodians involved in his company and they sold off the product and at an $800,000 loss. Why? To get him out of the game. Okay. Something that should have went for a million went for 200,000 and they kept the money. So that's back again to the auditing. They break people down through the courts and through the enforcement. And people aren't auditing and exposing this. Um, Nico, back to your question. Uh, I'm sorry I, I got lost. Was How come you haven't heard about it? Everybody in Kentucky's not going to talk about dirty laundry. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> and that Kentucky caning is very serious. So I'm not going to open my mouth for some dumb White boy out in California? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's a stoner. He he's a he's a doper. So we ain't gonna mess with them dopers. You know, we got our moonshine, but we ain't messing with in our bourbon. But we ain't doing any of that. So the the media there has hunkered down on the story that they have been told to tell. Okay. True, 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 true. And 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 Twitter's Twitter. We know it's blue. And, um, you know, you're never going to see we've contacted and we have our no letters and then we have our no list. Okay. American thinker. Have you guys ever heard of them before? Okay. Just today I got, uh, sorry, we can't help you. So I put, you know, this story in front of them. So I got over a hundred media people from Kentucky, from Washington is where I really put a lot of pressure, the nation's capital, New York, you know, Epic Times. I had Keith Taylor go to Epic Times and they did that spy gate, but they were trying to get rid of certain people. So the media is a pay to play or they're going to report oh, on what sure. they're told to report. So just Epic Times really Ooh, pissed me off very, because very Keith Taylor's outside, took a picture. He's, he's, he's smiling to miss, uh, uh, Cho, okay. Epic Times is a Chinese paper, folks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and she's like, oh no, no, no photo, no photo. Okay, so we we got we. I asked Keith to take, you know, to give me evidence that he was at Epic Times, trying to get the story told. So that's you know, and I'll make sure those images are available because it's it's the hypocrisy to hilarious. It was like, right. well, did you try Judicial Watch? Yeah, Judicial Watch will only go after cases they want. They're getting paid to go after. Right. And, and, and a lot of people, and, and the difference between you and, uh, and myself, Michael, is that um, we've, we've played this game. We know how this works. And, uh, you know, I cannot tell you, you know, when, when we were running for, uh, for the Libertarian nomination, and by, by we, I mean, I'm talking about Adam Kokesh, you would think. You would think that um, that Alex Jones would have Adam on in a heartbeat because he's been on Alex before multiple times. And, you know, you would think that Alex Jones, he'd be mm-mm, not a bit, did not, it has never. I am telling you, there is not. I, I put out uh, press releases probably on average of about two a week for three years. They got them all 
every single one of them. There isn't one they didn't get. Some of which were directly challenging, <laughs> directly challenging Alex Jones to have Adam on, and they will not have him. And so uh, I agree with you um, that that uh, the problem in this country with a lot of these issues is that our media is absolutely nothing more than propaganda. There is nothing else. There is, I don't believe a thing they say. If they let truth slip, there must be something they're trying to destroy that they needed the truth for. Because um, it, it took me beating, and I mean beating, for months, for months on Judge Andrew Napolitano's door to get him to get Adam on uh, Kennedy. Now, I will grant Kennedy has had Spike and they've had, um, oh, Smith, they've had um, Dave Smith on too. Um, so I will give uh, Kennedy a bit of, of credit. And I think that some of that was uh, was frankly, lay, I helped lay the groundwork for some of that because um, they had Adam on when they didn't have anybody else on. Um, but it took a, a, a what should be an ally, Judge Andrew Napolitano. It, it he knows Adam personally, and it took months of me sending on top of those two press release releases a, a week. Uh, pounding on that door, trying to get him to get into there, to get him on the, uh, on that show. So it is very difficult if you do not. And, and when you talk about pay to play, I cannot tell you how many times, um, the, David Pakman, I, I, I contacted him, uh, to have a debate with Adam and his, and, and remember he's a liberal, which I find this to be funny, but <laughs> because he doesn't believe in, you know, money's the evil and all that craziness. Um, but he, he got back. He was the only person that had any kind of like real, like star shine that, that when we did a push for debates that came back and said, I might debate him. How much are you going to pay me? Was the next question that the paywall is a real thing. And that's the problem. Why, if you want to know why libertarians are not included in a bunch of stuff. It's because libertarians don't have multi-million dollar corporations funding their media campaign. True. So to, to the, to your point, Michael, it, it is getting this, the cannabis stuff. We will, the revolution will never be televised to get the, these issues handled. We cannot, cannot count on the media to do anything. You know, I, one of my heroes is Thomas Paine, and I, I compare a lot of what we look at to the, to, to the revolutionary times. And the problem we face is greater than in, in propaganda than they faced then. Oh, yeah. Be because then everybody read a newspaper. Everybody read little pamphlets. It's it was not thing. difficult to get common sense into everyone's hand. We couldn't do that today because it would be banned. It would not be on Twitter. It would not be on Facebook. And the vast majority of people would never see it. And so we have to rely on each other. And uh, I guess I'll take a plug for this. Share this video. Share it. Let people know that this is happening. And... um because we've got these are these are the kinds of things cannabis and it's not just about smoking weed 
you know, people want to lob at us. Oh, you guys just want to get high. Yes, I like to get high. Getting high is fun. But it also helps my goddamn arthritis. It makes it easier for me to walk because cannabis is is helpful uh, for some people when it relates to arthritis. It is a medicine and it is an effective medicine. And it is a medicine that moves towards cure and not towards treatment. And that's not what they want from us. Well put. But cure, you know, versus treatment and and the alcoholism and the opiate uh, addiction. That's, I mean, Jizz Pharmaceutical bought uh, GW. Still a funny name. Seven point two billion. Seven point two billion. That's the money we're against, and and why the story isn't getting out, and 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 so forth. So just keep that in mind, and and um, you know, from the FBI saying. Do you have a case file? No. Stop calling here. That is what operator Louisville, Kentucky said. Okay. We sent certified mail to James Robert Brown, section chief, and to two of his underlings. No return. Okay. So after we go from um, Kentucky, we then go to D.C. Now here comes some of the alphabet that uh, uh, maybe your audience hasn't heard of, but OPR, Office of Professional Responsibility, is in the Department of Justice. So they're supposed to keep an eye on uh, their top, their cops, okay? Right. And so they said, okay, well, we're going to do it like this, Stuart L. Platt, okay? And we're going to do it like this. We're going to uh, kick it over to ID, Inspection Division, and within the FBI, third down from the director, Douglas Leaf. And we're also going to kick it over to DOJ Office Inspector General, OIG. Now, OIG, they're the fastest ones just saying, we're not going to investigate this. And um, we're, we're letting um, ID handle this. So then Inspection Division, um, we were talking with them in September of 2020. All right. COVID's rapid and, you know, we can't get face to face with anybody. And um, they blocked Keith's number, he said, because he tried calling in. Um, we, we talked with Douglas uh, Leaf uh, left twice in December was the last touch with inspection division, FBI's internal affairs. Then come March, we get the scribble letter, as I call it, okay? And it was a letter from FBI, Inspection Division, Internal Affairs. We're not going to investigate this case. And when I went to school, you type your name, then you sign it. We got a scribble letter. So we got a special agent who's just scribbled their name and wouldn't identify themselves. Huge, huge red flag there, folks, because it's the accountability. So right now, Douglas, you know, he had his underling give me a scribble letter saying that they're not going to investigate this. But that is evidence. That is the fact that where the stands with FBI. Okay, mm -hmm. so then we've had many FOIAs and then with the whole COVID thing, getting FOIAs out, use it, folks. But FOIAs aren't the um, silver bullet, but it's something versus nothing, because I've heard some FOIAs going on for two years. But USDA said no records. We challenged USDA and um, USDA uh, specialty crops program. Okay, they're in charge of hemp. And uh, William Richmond said Keith Taylor threatened him. 
So Keith gets me on the phone and USDA OIG Joseph Oseo says, did you threaten this guy? And Keith started cussing at him and was like, well, I'm not going to take take this and we're done here. And I was like, Joe Oseo, you owe me a sworn affidavit. I'm coming for my sworn affidavit for these alleged uh, threats. Click. And then I haven't been able to get a hold of Joe Oseo ever again. Okay, but he's in LinkedIn. Okay, so where I'm going with this is we got um, four FOIAs, and the way FOIA works is you know the, you, you get a number. We're FOIA 12, 94, 110, and now 112. Okay, just within USDA, and they're looking at these records in between. Kentucky Department of Agriculture, what they submitted was grown and harvested because 27 million pounds of hemp was unrecorded, folks. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's how big this is. So we're tracking. We're just using accounting like Capone got caught through tax evasion. We're mm -hmm. using auditing in FOIAs. To, to bring this case to light. That's not sexy. That's not glamorous. You know, you're not going to see that on Twitter. Right. <laughs> it, it makes people's heads hurt. But this is the, this is the gray matter of what we're doing. So that's FOIA uh, with USDA. And we're working with DOJ. And they are non-responsive. So how it works is you have to go to the public liaison uh, to tap on the FOIA officer. And we're in the process of that. But... Um, you know, um, College Park got involved, and that's Office of Governmental Information Services, OGIS. And they're like, whoa, whoa, buddy, we're not the end-all, say-all. We're just the mitigator, and we have trouble getting information from all these other government agencies. The only thing is you got a case number with us now. So we got a case number with OGIS just trying to get information from DOJ. Okay, so there's some more alphabet that people don't realize how you got to attack this and how you got to dock it and clock it. And then our last FOIA is with U.S. Marshals trying to get the grand jury and in the orders. You know, why was this guy picked up? Why was no arrest warrant presented? Okay, this is big deal. This is kidnapping, folks. Right. When they sure. scoop you up. So. Right now, and then Congressman uh, Allred just gave us that blow-off letter. So we're working. That's where, in July of 2019, where Kentucky Hempgate is. Oh, that USDA, U.S. Marshals, DOJ, Congressman Allred. Uh, we worked with Congressman Brad Sherman, and his underling said, they don't know how to handle this. They don't know what to do. Okay, we got that. How about that you try? Here. How about you give it a shot? There's your first step. Yep. And and uh, Brad Sherman's, you know, with big banks and against crypto. So there's a lot of, you know, he's got Good his shot. own stuff going on. Is he going to help out a, a constituent that no longer, you know, so we're, we're trying to tie down and, and just connect people. But mm -hmm. the Chinese connection, um, you got uh, Mitch McConnell's wife was the secretary of of transportation come on now okay hemp's moving across cannabis is moving out of kentucky to colorado to processing of okay course. it's moving out and if you don't pay tax on it you know you're going to keep it on the on the low low and then keith taylor was also offered to buy 500 
thousand pounds of hot hemp. Yes, you can have hemp that has eight to twelve to fifteen percent THC in it. It's just a bad strain. So yeah. that's the other side. So you will have tall uh, hemp that's hot, and mm -hmm. they got to burn it, bury it, or chemically destroy it. None of that got done. So they wanted him to buy, you know, uh, uh, five hundred thousand. They said they had two million. This is in twenty twenty, and they said they would have ten million of hot hemp. Because it's when you look at it from the roadside, oh, that's hemp. Okay, that's nine foot tall. We're good. We're good. But no, you're not splicing and, and checking mm -hmm. to see if it's hot. Okay. Nice. So you can, you know, sell hot hemp, you know, at $900 a pound, you know, and everybody's eating there. So can, that's can, what's really going on. Can we discuss the definition of hot hemp, please? Sure. Like, yeah. Okay, it's when hemp goes above the 0.3 on the federal scale of THC. Okay. So oh, the C it makes it hot. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so it's so still it's still hemp, but it but it has more THC than than most uh, other hemp. It needs it to be destroyed, buried, chemically treated. It needs to be destroyed. That Legally. is, yeah, that is the USDA's records or you know right rule okay so they're not doing this and we're talking about two two uh two million pounds of it you know mm -hmm. so and it's all about the seeds you had that clemson uh coach um out in south carolina he bought bad seeds in yeah. his product in his hemp um planting failed and he's got a lawsuit then out in um California with there was uh, tobacco in insurance claims. Everything comes back to the USDA. So keep this in mind. This isn't just economics and accounting. This is really showing you who the players are. And there's insurance policies and, and so forth. So if a crop doesn't come up, the farmer still gets paid. But if the crop did come up, but they say it didn't come up. He can get paid twice. Hello? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You're not going to eliminate this shit. You just make it. That's why regulations don't work. Is <laughs> because somebody's going to find a way around that shit and, and do what they can to make money. Yeah, so we, Well, if I could say we presented sure. you actual documents from KDA. Right. Uh, Upper Rayburn, 25 acres destroyed. Okay. Date, time. Upper Rayburn, 25 acres sold. Nobody's looking at this, folks. Right. Okay. But you guys have a copy of the PDFs with the marks just saying destroyed, sold. Come on yeah. now. This right. is cake and eat it too. So just right. want to make sure people know that this ain't, you know, just get high and tell a story on a podcast. We've it's got right. claims, we got evidence. If if you we want you we want you to look it. at it, yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, <laughs> you know the, what he sent me. I have like loads of information. We put the links down below. I strongly suggest people check those out. So, Michael, what what should what are you suggesting people do to uh, get the word out to talk to people to try to get some change enacted, either for Keith or for or uh, just in general uh, for Kentucky or for the for cannabis. What's your suggestion? Well, I, I want to follow you. Um, get get with Thomas Massey, okay? Let's give him a shot. And if he's true, got a gold, uh, you know, vein in him. Let's see it. 
okay? And um, you might not be his constituent, but, you know, just refer. And I'll I'll make sure you have the email so you know his campaign manager, Jonathan, and you know Cindy in the office. Because once you start name-dropping his staff, okay, Mm -hmm. you're not a bobo off the street, you know? And you could say, on this date, blah, 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 was contacted, and looks like you blow him off here. Why won't you, you know, or... You know who James uh, Robert Brown is, field mm-hmm. chief at Louisville. So, you know, and I, I like to kind of put uh, like a directory, okay, all mm-hmm. the sticky hands and so forth together. So that's like I, w- I want people to swarm. I want people to get educated and actually just look at the evidence and uh, go I mean, on. You, you can provide the human populist evidence, but. Will they look at it? Will they have the opportunity to look at it? Well, I'm, I'm looking at this podcast community, okay? Because mm-hmm. we know the um, the general pop, gen pop, yeah. okay? They're not going to look at this. They're too sure. worried about that. But we, we got to try. And that's sort of like, you know, why are people running for office and, and, um, and so forth? And that's why we're here, you know, is we got to give it the, the try and, and just go to our grave knowing that, okay, we did something about Kentucky Hempcake. Mm-hmm. True, 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 yeah, true, true. And, and I do have to say beyond and, and for those Twitter is not activism, just to be clear, just because you put some shit out on Twitter, that's not activism. What he's talking about is making phone calls and doing what, uh, you know, those kinds of things, uh, getting a hold of Massey's, uh, uh, his office and pressuring um, say, Hey, you're supposed to be a libertarian. You're, you know, why aren't you taking action? So I did write this tweet that is going to go out as soon as we're done. Um, and that is, um, so after this conversation with Michael Plumoff, I have a simple question for, uh, uh, for Thomas Massey and Rand Paul, both tagged. Um, why did you blow off Keith Taylor? There is obvious corruption in Kentucky around monopolizing hemp. Check it out. And then link to this, this podcast. How's that sound? That's awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And so, um, again, Twitter is not the, the only place you should be doing this, but Thomas Massey is active on Twitter and he is popular on Twitter. What I also suggest is that you take this program and link it on in on his, in, in, as a comment on his Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media you want to do. And, when he comments about something, say, why haven't you addressed the corruption in Kentucky revolving around Keith Taylor and the monopolization of hemp? And just get it out there. Get it, people talking about it. Get people talk, you know, talking about how this is wrong, how this is a, taking someone who, who admittedly is a hothead. He's a bit of a hothead. But... Who isn't that's an activist? I'm a hothead, <laughs> you know. So, why aren't these people taking action? We think we know that answer, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope to God that it isn't because Thomas Massey is corrupt. Please tell me that that's not the case. I really don't want it to be the case. You you know that that those instances where like um, you you ask like a famous person, hey this or that, and they have to plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. Do you think it could possibly be 
pleading the fifth. Granted, he knows. I mean, everybody knows when batshit is actual batshit. But do you think he's just playing that kind of game? Or do you just honestly think he's just dismissing it because it he just has no fucks to give about it? It's such a tar baby. That's what this case is because it unravels all the pay to play. It unravels the the goonism of KSP. They mm-hmm. are the enforcer of KDA. You got two big elections coming up. You got Ryan Quarles for governor. Oh, don't want to get all in that mess. So this is so political. You got Daniel Cameron mm-hmm. um, going for Senate. Oh, he's a good guy. I was told by some. Um, Republican chairs, you can send them a thousand certified letters. Daniel Cameron, I've sent him two certified letters. Okay, thinking I was doing the right thing uh, as as part of this investigation and and such. And he says, Michael, you could send a thousand letters to him. He's not going to get them. He has handlers. Sure. He is such a babe in the woods. That they're taking the attorney general of Kentucky and trying to put him in in U.S. Senate, all right, underneath Mitch. That should just make everybody just infuriated that he can't be burdened with facts, with truth. He's only going to do what the party tells him to do. That's how manipulated the system is, folks. And... Um, Edward Price, uh, Attorney General Criminal Investigation, wrote to us. So we got names and we got the emails, folks. Okay, this is not mm-hmm. just we're not making this up. And he said, Mr. Taylor, would you we're not going to investigate. I see what you're doing. You're trying to use a criminal investigation for your civil pleadings. Our office is not like that. Now, who used a criminal charge to right. intimidate and retaliate? On a civil matter. So uh, pot calling black. You know right there. We got the attorney general's. People. Okay they're foot soldiers. They're enforcers. Shutting us down. And just pointing out. We're not going to do what we did to you. Wow. And and, and the thing is. With a lot of these names. This is why it's important for people to reach out to Thomas Massey and to Rand Paul because they have the illusion, the illusion, because I don't believe it for a second. I hope I'm wrong about Thomas Massey. I hope that he's really there and, and, and he's good, but Rand Paul is not, he is not there, but he has the illusion. So many people have said, Oh, he's just, he's just a Republican because that's the way, what he, he, no, that dude is conservative. His dad's a different story. His dad, totally different person, but Rand, I've seen it too many times. He, he cozied up to Trump too much that the end of the day, that dude is gone. He is not a defender of Liberty. You can make him the second best for sure. It is money. You can make him the second best, um, representative of any kind, whether you're talking about in the Senate or the house in Washington, making the second best. Sure. You can do that. And so you're saying the second best criminal, (laughs) you know, oops, (laughs) you know, you you know, they're, they're these, but these people have to maintain that image or they will not get reelected. That is part of their image. It is part of Thomas Massey's image to be pro-liberty and to be libertarian-leaning Republican. That's that's his 
his identity. And how you get to these people is by going after their identities. How you get to these people is by challenging their power. Challenge their power. And how you do that is by making it public and making it obvious that these people are sellouts and are no different than Mitch McConnell. And I'm sorry, I want and wanted to for Rand to be different than that, but unfortunately he's not. I still have hope for Thomas Massey, but not a lot. So do you have anything you want to say and wrap up, Michael? Um, just thanks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we got the evidence and um, just continue with fighting for liberty because, and, and you were talking about, if I could, like with the mm-hmm. precinct um, system, okay, mm-hmm. We got to be our own dissemination of, of real media. And the precinct strategy uh, is doing well in Arizona, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Horrible in California. Horrible in Wisconsin. And what I'm bringing up is we did, both parties, blue and red, they have this thing called a precinct committee. And it's bottom-up representation to where Tulsi Gabbard um, – uh, and Bernie Sanders and Yang, they didn't get the nod because the precinct system wasn't in force, wasn't working. Mm-hmm. It was the money and was the higher power moving the puppets around. If, <laughs> if we use this process of uh, the precinct strategy, look that up because it's out there, folks. Okay. Just mm-hmm. not, no, both parties don't want to talk about it. All right. But where I'm going with this is we got to disseminate this information locally. We might not live in Kentucky. Okay. But we got to get people to swarm, you know, and it's like, do you, did you read the evidence? Yeah, I did read the evidence. Will you call into Kentucky? You know, will you call into Washington? Because right now everything is at USDA's uh, door. Okay. Phyllis Fong is the attorney is the uh um office of inspector general she is oig and she's chinese heritage hmm robert baguette closed out the complaint out of florida chinese heritage hmm and i'm not saying all the chinese people that are in our federal government are covering this up but i would ask them to kind of look at the evidence and look at the situation here cuz it looks awful shady stinky and, and dirty okay so yeah, with government. that being yeah uh, with that being said um just try the precinct strategy and um hopefully i could uh talk about uh on another show the prop out in california you know the 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 prop 215 um medical and then Prop 64, uh, that is a law now, making it recreational, but that is a monopoly. Look at all the players out there in California. Look at all the raids. And so if there's any lawyers out there that would like to look at a writ uh, about positive conflict, and Clarence Thomas was in the news, folks, okay? And he was talking about positive conflict, meaning federal versus state. We have a positive conflict in the enforcement of cannabis laws. I have a writ from Daryl Cotton of 151 Farmers who um, – Alumni. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just trying to give that shout out. Any lawyers uh, or that watch this podcast – you know, contact the podcast and we'll make sure, you know, you can take a look at the writ and we only need one person to file it. Okay. 
And All right. I was told that um, New Jersey Weed Man's looking at it. And New Jersey Weed Man's running for Jersey governor, okay? And uh, possible his lawyer's looking at it to file it into California. So if you know those players, say, hey, did you read the writ yet? You know, and and it's, sure. it's about reading this kind of stuff. It's not going to put you to sleep. It's just going to make you angry. You know, it's going to get you fired up once you take the time and read it. So thank you very much. So um, if someone wants to get in contact with you, what is the best way to do so? Uh, what is the best way is um, because I'm in Facebook jail for 30 days. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's literally uh, my email. I, well, let's just go with that. And it's very transparent. Michael dot plumhoff at gmail.com if they could contact you you know as, sure. as backup or because you know how spam works and so forth and hold me accountable too hey i try to get a hold of that uh you know funny guy and um you know he's not responding to my email well it could be because i didn't get the email folks but we know each other we were in the fight and and so mm -hmm. forth and i'm very grateful that this finally happened you know and, and i got on your schedule and i was able to get this on film you know and sure. get this recorded in what you're doing so you know just contact revolutionaries and media you guys you know just mm -hmm. keep on doing what you're doing and we will uh brick by brick take down that wall for sure oh, the good yeah. guys win and uh i do uh, want to suggest people to look at all of that information take action the the number one th none of this happens if people don't start acting we can have theories and talks and conversations all day long um it does not matter what you should gather i think from this conversation is that government in the cannabis industry is going to do what government does and what government does is control monopolize and kill people and so be prepared for that to come your way and how we fight that is exactly what michael suggested get involved locally do what you can locally and i'm not talking about getting involved in the libertarian party i'm not talking about getting involved with the republican party the democratic party i'm talking about get involved in your neighborhood be the guy that okay. people talk to um, about these kinds of issues step up be forward and take action. If it means going to the local Republicans and fighting for this, do that. If it means going to the Democratic office, do that. If it means just screaming on a corner, do that. Whatever brings the most attention to this uh, to this issue, you should do because it's important. And it's not just about cannabis. Because once they get this kind of control over cannabis, they are going to strip us of more rights. They're going to strip us of more possibilities. So please take action. Um, Nico, do you have anything you want to say before I wrap up? Uh, all I would like to say is thank you for dropping these gems and uh, this newfound knowledge upon me and the people. Uh, to be honest, this is a new interesting experience when it comes to podcasts because you came in and you basically broke down a whole entire you, you, you got them like you legit got them red-handed and everything and it's just a, a new perspective on how weed really works beyond the dynamic of me just smoking it with my homies and myself so uh 
thank you for the gems. Thank you for this knowledge um, and your time. You know, you like I said, you dropped plenty of information, not just for me, but uh, for the population that's going to be listening. Um, and yeah, no, just th thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're right on. So welcome. So. If you've enjoyed this, if this is new to you, please like, share, and again, buy stuff at the store. All the links are down below. And we have weed products too, not like weed, <laughs> but we, we have products that have pictures of weed on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Just and, to go smoke them. Right, right, right. Good reminder. Um, and uh, definitely become a, a, a Patreon, a, a patron at Patreon. And uh, at the $5 level, you can continue this conversation if you'd like in the uh, Telegram chat. I want to say thank you to everyone that has watched this live. And I want to thank everyone who is uh, watching it in uh, its replay. And I'm hoping one of those people is Thomas Massey. Please get this information to him. Please do what you can. And the most important thing that y'all can do out there over the next few months is to not lose hope, to not, um, to not uh, say, oh, that's the government. They're, you're never going to win because we are. The good guys win. And th the number one thing I want to say is stay free, my friends. Peace. <laughs>